Folks, welcome back at it to another episode of Life in Red Podcast. We're lifeinredpodcast.com, Life in Red Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and Life in Red Pod on Twitter. My guest, uh, I've been I've been trying to lock her in for an episode for for quite a while now, and she's one of the people I admire most on social media um, and in life in general. I suppose that just always doing something really interesting and cool and giving back and just having their hands in such so many cool different projects and that when you follow along and see how much support they have and and all the incredible initiatives it kind of makes me light a fire under my ass and just you know want to get out there and do a little bit more um and just offer so much content and value to her audience uh, and it's just truly remarkable, remarkable to me. And uh, I wanted to have her on for for a while now. So we finally got it done. Um, she is the host of the Power of Why podcast, uh, a great podcast that features creators and entrepreneurs, and kind of gets into subjects about, I mean, the why and how they navigate life, living on things like their own terms. And she's had a lot of great guests with some tremendous insight that I, I've definitely applied to my own life and my podcast and all the things I try to do. Um, we talk about that. We talk about her podcast. We talk about lessons she's learned. We've talked about, you know, how to balance time and be creative and productive and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, she's truly great. Please give her a follow. Go listen to her podcast. Please give it up for my guest, Naomi Halia. Take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Naomi, finally, finally making it happen. <laughs> it's been a long time coming, but we're here. Well, you happy are. April. Yeah, happy April. Uh, we're recording just this after Easter. You are an extremely busy person, um, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you on because you have so many interesting projects and, and different things you kind of have your hands in. So it's hard to track you down, but I'm glad I did. But before we get to all that, I just kind of want to ask, like, how are you doing? How, how, are, how are things generally in, in your life in this weird pandemic virtual world? Thanks, of, thanks for asking, Ryan. Um, and first of all, thanks for having me here. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of your show and the stories that you're able to um, share through this platform. It's incredible. So, you know, I send you a lot of messages about, oh my God, I just listen to this episode and it's um, the, the depth that you're able to get with people, like how deep you're able to get with people. And then also just share the reality of, of life um, is is great. It's great to have a platform like this. Thank you. Um, I've been, I've been really good. It's been a year or so of, and even prior to that, I would, I, would, I was having a lot of conversations near the end of 2019 around how the speed at which we were producing and working and, and doing all of these things just wasn't working anymore. Mm. Um, and so my body was telling me a lot of things like slow down, take a break. Um, and, you know, a couple months later, obviously, um, this this happened and everything kind of shut down. And 
finally had time to to rest and take things easy and not use so many things as distractions mm. um and in, and instead just deepen my practice um when it comes to yoga meditation my writing practice um doing more conversations because I have a podcast as well mm-hmm. and it's been really good to just take a step back and and reevaluate things so yeah I think I think we're having this conversation at a really interesting time um and so I'm happy to delve into every anything that you want to talk about creativity um purpose all of it yeah and there's a lot to get to with you um but I do want to start on the podcast uh I we were talking earlier as you know just getting to know each other and having general conversations about you know why we kind of got into podcasting and, and the the things we're kind trying to share with people and audiences and I think we both share a we, we relate to each other and we're both trying to tell stories of people that you don't necessarily typically hear uh, in in the general population, uh, in the news, media, like that type of stuff. It, it's stories that often go untold, but are very necessary to be told. The Power of Why, it's a very powerful name. Tell me about your podcast and, you know, what got you into it and, you know, the story thus far of all these amazing conversations you've had with people. Yeah, um, I had the idea in my head for about a year before I even recorded a conversation. Uh, It was in my last year of school. And I remember like first year, second year, there was this push. I was in business school. There was this push to network and meet with professionals and get involved on campus and blah, blah, blah. And so I did all of those things um, and was pretty involved in in student life. Um, I went to Telfer School of Management at U of O. And through these programs, through these events, you know, at these networking functions, I, I would meet with a lot of professionals. And for the ones that um, I was interested in learning more about them and their careers, how they, what they're, you know, a lot of winding paths, as you, as you can imagine, even through your podcast. And so I would, I would sit down with a lot of these professionals one-on-one and just talk about what it is that they do. And I noticed something distinct about the folks who could clearly articulate the why behind their work. Like it wasn't, it wasn't just a job that they would go to every day. It was, it was something more meaningful than that. And I wanted to unravel those stories more than any of the other ones because they they offered insights and it wasn't necessarily from a perspective of, oh my gosh, I need to gather all of these advice from these quote unquote smart people. It was more so about uh, fulfillment and really under, really using your strengths and your gifts per se um, and being able to translate into something that could actually help other people could whether it's the betterment of you know their lives their livelihood um, or increase the quality of people's lives or um, you know just just offer something to other people that hasn't necessarily been done in the marketplace before and so 
I, I love those type of stories, the one. Mm -hmm. And so the idea for the power of why that's kind of how it came about. And at the time I was reading start with why by Simon Sinek, if you've heard of Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. Um, And so all of these purpose questions started like flooding in and I'm like, what do I do with this information? And I would take a lot of these stories and then I would go and share it with my friends, but it was just through, like, I could only reach people that I knew. Right. And I don't know, I guess a year later, I started thinking about how I could translate this into something and document it, right? It could live in the cloud somewhere. Um, It could reach people that I don't even know about all across the world. And the first conversation, very, it was very small. I didn't think too much about it, didn't overcomplicate things. But I sat down with my friend, uh, Rebecca McCormick, um, who a couple months before we graduated, landed a consulting gig. And so I just wanted to talk. She's so smart. And she's, you know, took a gap year, which is kind of unconventional. Mm -hmm. I think it's things are starting to change right now, but she took a gap year, which ended up translating to five years and then went back to school. And so she was just very aware and, and conscious about the moves that she was making. And upon meeting her, I was just like, you move a little bit different in this world. And I want to hear like what your perspectives are and how you were able to really translate some of the things that you learned in school into a career that you are passionate about. And so we literally sat in her living room. I recorded on my cell phone, (laughs) nothing fancy. And that's kind of where things started back in 2017. Yeah. And it just kind of ignited that flame. Uh, you, You heard the story and it just, it went from there. That's, that's really cool. I have, so you talk about purpose. That's something I'm very passionate about, but I'm wondering in these conversations, when you're, when you're talking to some of the people you've had on, when you're identifying potential guests, are you looking for purpose, like just in career? And I ask that because I'm fortunate. I've been able to find some purpose in my career, but not all the time. And it doesn't always fill the void of the things I want to accomplish. So I go off and I create my own things. I started the podcast, whether it's the mental health advocacy that I do, yeah, um, mm-hmm. all that stuff, you know, I really seek purpose. And if I'm not having it fulfilled in one place, I will go try to find it in another place. So when you're talking about with these people, is it about finding that purpose in their career or is it the purpose in general, because I think, you know, we all want to do something with our lives that's meaningful, that we, we create good work. Um, but it, I, I'm wondering about the, the connection with that being in the career or if it's like volunteerism or activism or, or other things outside of your job. Mm, that's a really good question. And I guess the examples that I shared just in the first couple of minutes probably did translate nicely to career, but I'm of the belief that your purpose is not, it's not attached Mm -hmm. to a job or an opportunity. And as you mentioned, like you would go find it in other places. And I, mm, I don't know if I agree that it's something that you find and something that you search for or something that you seek. I truly believe it's something that you can create and it doesn't need to sit in a certain section of your life really neatly and, you know, in a nice box. Um, I think you can create, like meaning is something that's constructed. It's something that you can define for yourself. Um, And so when I'm talking about 
purpose or back to your question around finding guests that align with the overall theme of the show. Um, no, it doesn't stop and start at purpose or start and stop at, um, at a career, I should say. Um, it's more about ha like having folks who have a strong sense of controlling their, their lives. And I know there's a lot that you can't control, but they've, you know, it's more about they find a, they've found a way to do what it is that they want when they want with the people that they want. Um, and I think that there are different variables that, um, that contribute to making people feel happy in their lives or feel fulfilled or have this sense of purpose. Um, and I think you can create it in any avenue, any avenue of your life for sure. And so the guests, they come from all walks. Like some of them are entrepreneurs, others are um, activists, others have nine to five jobs, others find mm. it through, as you mentioned, volunteerism. And um, you know what I'm going to start to do more often is just have my friends on as well, because I, I don't think you necessarily need to, to be building something extravagant for your story to matter. Um, and I think, yeah, I know that everyone has something to share. I know that everyone, as you mentioned, most people want to figure out how it is that they're able to contribute in this world. And so that comes in various shapes and forms. And I'm interested in capturing the stories that, as you mentioned earlier, that we aren't often hearing about, right? The people mm -hmm. that are kind of building quietly, maybe they're not picked up by media and news outlets as often. Because I think even in, in Ottawa, I feel like we're drawing on the same people always for opportunities. And I'm like, where are the others? <laughs> there mm -hmm. have to be, there are others. We just don't know about them yet. And um, so, yeah. Um, you know, obviously if you were involved in university, like you seem like a very like high achieving person, what, where have your philosophies changed if so, or maybe even like you already knew something, but then you had a guest on or you had one of these conversations and you just like, were like, okay, now I'm doubling down on it. Like what were these like big takeaways? You know, there's probably many like I've had, but maybe a couple that where you just had a conversation, they said something and you're just like, like that light bulb moment. You're just like, here we go. Like, that's it. And then you just take that and accelerate that in your own life. What were some of those lessons? There are a lot of lessons and some of them also weren't said explicitly, but you'll notice a pattern like after listening to all of these stories. And I would say the pattern that I noticed um, from story to story, even though it wasn't like explicitly stated, was that small steps move the needle. Small mm -hmm. things move the needle. Um, and I think for me growing up, there was, there was pressure to do things perfectly and to do well in school and to get the best marks <laughs> and all of these things that can sometimes cripple you from just starting and getting, you know, getting work out there um, because it's not up to the standard that I, that is expected of me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think from that perspective, you know, a couple of years ago, I was able to just let go of this. And obviously I'm still working on it, but let go of this idea that everything that you put out needs to be perfect and just get started. Right. 
Um, and even in me describing the origin story of the podcast, it wasn't at the same level or output that it is today. Um, and if I wanted it to be, I wouldn't have started three years ago. I probably would have started a month ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think for me, really understanding that the first step is not for it to be great. It is just to put something out there. And then once you have things out there, then you can start to improve, right? You can't improve something that doesn't exist. So for me, it was just about understanding if you do have this ideal of what it can look like or a quote unquote big vision that don't let that big vision cripple you from just starting today. Um, Mm -hmm. And all of these things add up, like me looking back we really underestimate what we can do in a couple of years, right? Um, but we overestimate what we can do in maybe a month. So we have these long to-do lists, I need to do X, Y, and Z, and we can go overboard with that. But if you're able to take something that you want to do within a one-year or two-year time frame and just say, okay, what does that, for that to be possible, what do I need to do this month? What do I need to do this quarter? You know what I mean? And so that was, I I would think that, yeah, I would say that that was the biggest pattern that I noticed amongst all these stories is that they didn't let their big vision um, cripple them from just getting started. Um, And yeah, I mean, you hear a lot, the whole just start, you know, just do it. Mm -hmm. But I think from learning from these individuals, it's not as, um let's say fair as it may look when you're when you only have social media or some of these um social apps show you that people make it look easy you know mm. some people i would say the far majority of them make it look really easy but in having these one-on-one conversations and really actually like diving in and reading about their stories i'm like this is strategic like their moves are strategic the steps that they move that they make are intentional and none of this just happens by accident right so I think those two big patterns that I noticed really run in parallel of just like breaking down whatever your big vision is but also each step no matter how small matters for the greater picture even if it's not really clear for you in that particular moment Mm -hmm. um I don't know. I don't know why I thought all of like, oh, they just got lucky. No, there are different, like there are articles out there if you're interested on the four different types of luck. And so Hmm. one of them, I can't remember all four of them, but one of them is the idea, and it probably will resonate for a lot of folks listening, the idea that if you are in movement, luckier things will happen to you. Like opportunities will come that wouldn't have been able to find you had you just been, you know, sitting down and not really, you know, getting started on your, on your dreams. So yeah, it's been really good. The, the, the patterns that I've noticed have been really powerful for sure. That, that really resonates with me uh, a lot actually. And th- that, cause I, I've always been a person, I'm like, just do it. Uh, like I decided to make this podcast uh, an e- one evening and then the next day I just went and made it. I just went and did, I made a web site got a logo on Wix I just recorded recorded myself talking for 40 minutes about what I wanted the podcast to be and I found out how to upload it and like that was and I'm just like hey now I have a podcast here we go 
Um, and then you just kind of figure everything out from like the way I did it is just figure everything out along the way. I'm like, okay, well, how do I do this? Okay. Google, uh, like, okay. And then you, you know, what's working, what's not working. Okay. This way is not really working anymore. This platform doesn't really work. Um, but so many people, I think around our age, and it was so interesting that you brought up, you know, kind of your experience growing up about that need of good grades, um, high expectations and that need to the, that deep seated feeling that you need to be perfect because I find a lot of people will think about a business like, Oh, I really want to do this. But they're like, they strategize it to death. They overthink it. And then they're just like, they, people become crippled by this thing of like, like I can't, or, or you're right. Like, you know, that need of, well, it won't be perfect when I launch and uh, that's unacceptable. So a lot of people just never end up finding it or doing it because they're they're scared of of what could happen once they do I guess and and failure um and whereas like I'm like almost like the total opposite I'm just like figure it out and if it fails then move on but really especially with podcasting like the number one thing is just being consistent just continually putting out episodes and, and I think that can translate to you know whatever people are trying to do whether it's start a business or become you know active in some sort of community whatever their their mission is Mm -hmm. it's just like just do it don't don't (laughs) and I know you just said like people are just like just do it it's not that simple but it's like (laughs) it's almost like you have to it can be yeah like it's I don't know like something just went like this I'm like I want to do it and then like go and then if and just be consistent about it I think that's like to me that's like the biggest thing to get started on your goal I agree. And sometimes also you're looking like when you're just getting started in a specific avenue and you have, I don't really have role models, but if you're looking at folks as examples for what you're thinking look like, um, and you're like, wow, (laughs) mine doesn't look like that right now, but you're looking at someone's step 20, right. And comparing that to your step one. And that can be, that can be tricky. That can be tricky. That can be difficult. That could like self-doubt is so real. I was just having a conversation with my friend who is working on something right now. And those, those ideas, those narratives start coming back around. Am I crazy for wanting to do this thing? Um, what if I'm just being, what if this is just ridiculous? I should just give up. Like all that self-doubt narratives and statements start coming up for you. And honestly, that's part of it. I think that's, that's Mm -hmm. part of the process. That's not something that you can override. That's not a step that you can skip. In fact, it's going to come up multiple times as you are doing this thing. Um, And plus, like, if you didn't have those thoughts and it was easy, then everyone would be doing it. Everyone would be doing it. Yeah. Imposter syndrome is a a real thing. And I get it. Uh, I'm sure. I don't know if you get it. But, yeah, you always question, you know, I think that's just human nature. We question our choices. And it's really easy to look back in hindsight uh, and also look ahead in the future. It's like the, the future is scary and it's really easy to focus on mistakes and things that you made that maybe didn't work out or you wish you did a different way in the past, but it really yeah. it's, it's living in the present and just soaking in every moment 
and and you're right like having that strategy there was a quote i i heard a couple months ago which i loved and it was like if you look at yourself and your life in five years is what you're doing would you be doing the same thing and if you are, that means you're, you're living a life of purpose and value because mm-hmm. you're doing all the things that you want to do because in five years, you'd still be doing them. And if you wouldn't be doing them in five years, is it worth, and I'm not talking about like career, like kind of trajectories. I'm just talking about, you know, family values, your mm-hmm. friendships, your relationships, all those different things. Like if you can't see yourself in five years doing it, uh, like, you know, you're not living a life of purpose. And I think to me that opened my eyes a lot. I'm like, okay, is everything I'm doing contributing to the mm. the life I want to live? And if it's not, do I cut it out? And some things I've had to cut out, some people I've had to cut out because <laughs> Ryan said it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> only I mean, quality people. Oh my as, goodness. That's a as, whole other conversation. Yeah. As much as I, I love people, I get a lot of energy from people. I want to help people. Um, and it's not to say that I'm like, I'm never talking to you again. Goodbye. But it's redefining that relationship you have with them because some people, you know, it's like, Oh, I want to start a podcast. Oh, that's dumb. Why would you do that? You know, it's like, mm, okay, well maybe, you know, cause people can bring you down just as much as yourself and your own self-doubt, you know? Yep. That's why setting boundaries are really important. Um, and just being really clear about where it is that you're, where it is that you're going. Um, the people who are also like building with intention and Mm -hmm. see life from the same perspective that you do. Um, it's so interesting that you mentioned this because in December, so we're recording this in April, in December of 2020, I started working with my mentor and this was someone that I've been watching for a couple of years. I met her at an event at this point, it's probably three, three years ago, two, three years ago. And she was on a panel of five or so folks And it's, I find panels to be quite interesting in that oftentimes you'll have people kind of saying the same thing just to fit in as part of, Mm -hmm. (laughs) fit in as part of this narrative. And she was the only one that for certain questions where it just didn't align, she was like, yeah, that's just not my truth. And everyone was kind of like a parrot almost. And I'm like, that's so, that's so refreshing. I don't know. I just remember storing that in my memory and she's just so diligent so confident so intentional about being of service to other people and when she's saying yes to these kinds of opportunities it's not to further her brand or you know be amongst this group of people it's really she's really intentional about coming prepared with stories that could help um help the audience, you know, and the people tuning in to maybe incorporate that change a little bit and then implement it in their own life. And so she's incredible. I have so many great things to say about her. (laughs) Um, But she had me, one of the first exercises that she had me do was look at the six or seven different areas of my life, all the way from friendship, relationships, career, spirituality, money, um, everything. There's six or seven personal development, six or seven different categories. 
and get really clear on what, like how you wanted your life to look in all of these areas, all the way down to describing what it feels like to, for example, have friendships um, that uplift and nourish and are about, you know, supporting one another when it comes to money, um, experiencing or not really having to think about, um, like, I think a lot of people when it comes to money, not all folks, but there's like this level of friction and anxiety around finances. You're raising your hand. hand. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) And, and I think there's this really interesting opportunity to reimagine what your relationship to finances can even begin to look like, right? And in ways that make conversations about money way more delightful and way more empowering. And so the level of detail that you're able to go through in all of these avenues to write down, this is my relationship with, with money Um, you know, it flows in abundance. I have this, 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 I have agency in my life, all of these things, right. That money could offer you. Um, and just get really clear about what things feel like in your life. Um, what your career feels like, what spirituality feels like for you. Um, and then write down very clear objectives. You, You call them smart goals with that are time bound that, really describe the resources that you need to make these, you know, this vision happen. Um, And I sat down and I think it took me about four hours to go through each of these um, areas of my life. But coming out of that exercise, it was, you know, when shiny objects or different opportunities come on your plate, you're really in that moment able to see like, does this align with the greater thing that I'm hoping Mm -hmm. to do? And if it doesn't say no, it is not Mm -hmm. contributing. It's actually wasting your time. It's a distraction. Um, And it's helped me like remove ego from a lot of the things that I've been working on. Um, And it's, I don't know. It's helped me so much, Ryan, that I can't even describe it in, in, in ways that, have I feel so free in my creativity I feel so free in what I am working towards and just my life in general and how simple how simple things can really be for Mm. for 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 me for myself that's what I value for me to be happy um that it isn't necessarily about status and fame and all of these things that as a young person growing up, you think you want. Um, And so I think, you know, just having time for yourself to clearly, um, to gain clarity in these different areas is really powerful, like self insight. And so kind of touched on it at the beginning around, you know, now we have the kind of time and sure we have distractions we have fewer distractions right now and it's really asking yourself what what do you want like what do you want to create what do you want out of this life how do you want to show up every single day um you know what does success look like for you these are all things that i think you can only get to when you carve out time to be on your own without 
um, all of these inputs, you know, all of the like so- social media is one example, but it's also like YouTube videos that mm-hmm. I know I can go on spirals in and you get all these ideas of, of how you should be living your life. But these are all ideas that are not necessarily yours, but they can be confused as your own opinions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was one exercise that I love sharing with people just because it has helped me so much. And it was, you know, I did it in four hours or so. Mm. so yeah. The thing I love about you sharing that with, with me and, and with people listening is the brightness, the energy, the smile that came from you when you were describing it. Like, you know, to me, just not even I, like obviously listening, but just watching you explain it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can see how much like it means to you and how, how, you know what I mean? How much it's affected you. Cause just, you know, like it, it's almost like talking about like, oh, being swept off your feet by Prince Charming <laughs> or whatever, you know what I mean? But like kind of that same, like, just kind of like this, this blissful happiness type attitude. And anyway, that's, I really love that. And I, I don't know if you share the same view on it, but I've had that conversation that which of, of what you were describing, you know, not quite in that depth where I've written it down, but there's been different points in my life where if I've had to sit with myself and truly evaluate where I want to go in life. I did it when I was 21 um, after I went through the darkest part of my life and decided where I wanted to go. I did it mm-hmm. a couple of years ago after a real trying time uh, at work. Uh, and I did it again in this pandemic and, you know, uh, sitting with myself and being forced to isolate without people around. I mean, yeah, you're right. Like I could sit on TikTok all day. I could sit and listen to podcasts. I can do all that, but it's really taking that time to find out almost in a sense of like who you are, like, and who you want to be, what makes you happy. And that's something I, I took across from last year is, this quote that was just like, find what makes you happy and then do more of it and do it unapologetically as long Mm -hmm. as it's obviously not hurting people, but you know, if you're an asshole, but you know, with, if you have good intention and I use the examples, I was never into musicals, but I watched the greatest showman. And I swear to God, that thing changed my life. Like the music, like me. I learned the dance. (laughs) Yeah. The, yeah, I can do it too. Um, But it, it was just like, I just felt this for this, freeness of like I don't care if I want to walk down the road and sing a song and like do a little dance and people are watching me like I don't care like I'm so happy I'm so free and I don't know like I think this is a conversation you can and an exercise you can continuously go back on and reevaluate and and oh for sure you know what I mean and I think that's like an amazing opportunity that people don't take advantage of I think you hit it on the nail you it's it's a living document it's not something Mm -hmm. that you write once fill out once fill out all of these boxes and then you're done with it it's something that you refer back to that you go in and edit you know after you know it's funny that you mentioned that because I did my first iteration in December 2020 and then um at the end of March so literally two weeks ago, I went back and actually like deleted a lot of things and rewrote it because mm. I've I've hit a lot of those quote unquote goals and 
some of the things I just didn't have any interest in anymore, but I, you know, found out about this whole host of um, other things that could further my vision. And yeah, I definitely think it's a living document. Um, I've actually, I'm in the midst of printing it out. And then um, I don't know if you're into like manifestation and that whole practice. Are you into that? <laughs> uh, I can, I'm, I'm kind of. uh, neither there or against. I guess you could say it's, I, I know about it. It's not something I've ever like truly like looked into to practice. Mm. I've had, I've had, I'm like showing up as me right now. I've had Please, many instances. I've had many instances where um, I said something was going to happen and it happened within a matter of weeks. Um and I think it was honestly because I wrote it down and because I really changed my story around what was possible. And there's a, there's a, a speaker. He used to be a comedian. Now he incorporates comedy into kind of like personal development. His name is Kyle Cease, literally one of my favorite people. Mm. Um, and, and he talks about, how our stories and our narratives and our beliefs about ourselves and our own live lives actually um, impact the course of our, like the course of our future and how things play out. And he was describing how if you have a narrative in your head or a belief that you are someone who makes $20,000 a year and you have an opportunity um, to make more, or if you win the lottery, for example, and this rush of money or, um, you know, financial abundance in this space comes to you, immediately you will reject it because it doesn't align with your current belief system. Mm-hmm. And even, even if you're struggling, right? And even if you're in pain, even if you are suffering, if it doesn't align for what you believe is true about your perspective or your beliefs or the way that you see life, then it cannot exist, um, in your, in your space. Um, so immediately after you receive like a bonus, for example, like your car will break down. And so like that money, as soon as fast as it came in, it left. Um, and this is so wild. And so I, when I, I'll give you a tangible example for what happened with me. I, for a very long time, saw my podcast as a hobby, a very long time for three years. Like I started it in 2017 and in 2020, um, I wrote down what I wanted this podcast to be, um, with clear, like clear things that I could measure. Like it wasn't just, Oh, I want my podcast to reach more people. It was like, how many people (laughs) it was, how consistent do I want to be? It was what specifically do I want who do I want to reach? What message do I want to share? Um, how much money do I want to make from the podcast? And I wrote it down in this, in that um, exercise that I shared with you earlier. Um, I even hired a designer to help me with my branding, just to like elevate it to, so that it aligns with the, the value that I know that I'm delivering through these shows. And I kid you not, two weeks later, I get an email from an organization in Ottawa who I love. You can, I won't name them here, but maybe you can share the link in the description. Um, And 
I had been in conversation with them over the past year, but nothing like this has ever surfaced. And they were doing a campaign for March and they said, Hey, we're trying out something new. Um, we want to do a podcast series with, you know, women in Ottawa who are doing great work and we want you to be our host our podcast host, um, like a partnership. They wanted to do a podcast partnership series. And I'm like, (laughs) what? The fact that this, I was able to get proof in that short period of time, really, I'm telling you, if I didn't do that exercise, that wouldn't have happened. I know that wouldn't have aligned with me because I was not in a position where I saw my podcast as at that level, right? Mm -hmm. It was just a hobby. Then only hobby things would be attracted to, you know, where this was going um and it like five x'd my income goals for the year with just this one podcast deal um it aligned in messaging the way that like I couldn't have planned it better um and when I look back on the past three years Um, it's pretty incredible, like what you're able to create just from an idea, you know, and if when you're starting something, for me, I did not even imagine all of these things, right. But then, as you continue to be in movement, and you maybe have new eyes around what's possible for you, and what's possible with this thing that you've created, then you can start to raise some of those um, ceilings, right? You can start to raise some of those um, goals that you have. You can start to dream bigger. But if you did not get in motion in the first place, you wouldn't have been, like, I wouldn't have been able to see all of these things that were there waiting for me. Um, And so even folks, like, if you don't really believe that manifestation is a thing or is possible, there is something to be said about, writing down and understanding what it is that you want otherwise wherever the wind blows it's like okay today I'm over here today I'm over here (laughs) but do you see the path that is in front of you do you see what is possible for you to create um and I think it starts with you believing that this is possible you know and really getting clear about what it is that you want it's a lot to take in and a lot to reflect on but I really love that the way you, you phrased that and you, you put that all together. And I'm, I'm wondering now in my own personal life, I mean, I, I have developed pillars that I, I live my life by. And uh, mm. people always ask me how, like I, be, like, I get opportunities to like moderate events now and to jump on Instagram lives and do interview, blah, 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 all that different stuff. And sometimes yeah, I'm like, you do. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just do what I do, and people ask me to do things. And if it fits what I'm trying to do, I just say yes, whether there's money attached or not, whether it's big, whether it's small. If it fits into my life of trying to create a healthier space for people, and particularly young men, to talk about mental health and healthy expression and and, you know, living life with respect and, and all those different things. If it fits into that narrative of, of what I'm trying to do, like I say yes. And then the more I kind of say yes, the more opportunities kind of arise. Yeah. So I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a form of 
manifestation because I've never like physically was like like I want to like this in, in a book but in my mind I'm like okay this is how I'm going to move forward in my life this is what I want to do this is what I'm passionate about this is this can change lives and I know it can because it changed my life mm. um, and the more I go about it just the more opportunities come so like I don't know is that like a form of me sort of manifesting it or is you know you're walking in your purpose Ryan and you've defined how you want to show up in this life and when people see you walking in that purpose they're like like let's figure out ways to work with each other you know what I mean like collaboration is almost inevitable at that point um and so you've you've defined those pillars you've defined um the impact that you're trying to have that you are having and it started with you right like it started with you mentioned that you've changed your life first and um there there there's so many different ways of articulating it and to hear that you've put that focus and that intention in in doing that even if you didn't write it down um I think that's just as powerful like you need to find out what works best for you and the way that you work and the way that you want to show up um, yeah, that's really powerful. I love mm. that. How do you remain productive and so creative and have all these avenues? Because, you know, the more I, I take on, whether that's with mental health, with podcasting, uh, and especially at work, I have a very busy, involved job where I'm expected to come up with a lot of ideas and a lot of content, a lot of different types, whether it's mm. social, written, uh, all that market, all that stuff. Um, I find sometimes in some areas it might lack, especially if that like something at work where I'm not quite as passionate about, but I still have to do, it's harder to generate ideas. So, you, you know, you do a lot of stuff. You have your podcast, you have your full-time job, you work with, uh, with next gen, which I was able to attend an event. Uh, oh my God, that was like October. Where is life? Um, but you know, you have a lot of different projects where, you know, a lot of your brain and a lot of your time and a lot of your personal investment is required. So how do you manage your life in a way where you can still live happy, healthy, you know, time for exercise, like you said about yoga and meditation, but also remain creative because that's the biggest thing. It's one thing to do a whole bunch of things, but it's a whole other thing to do a whole bunch of things and, and put your creativity into all of them. So how do you, how do you, function your life around all these different things hmm I've been this is what I'm trying to figure out right now (laughs) because um and I'm and I'm trying out different things to help with creativity because I find when you're in a bubble or in a pattern of consuming a lot of what's already out there um, like you start to lose your original thought. Mm. Um, and I find when I'm, I don't know if I'm like coming across as I hate social media. <laughs> Listen, I don't know I'm not, not, not going to cut you off, but social media is an amazing tool. It allows for connection, allows for expression. Like I said, it takes away gatekeepers, but there are also a lot of negatives to it it's toxic there's a lot of bad information that you can get consumed by 
And it's not the whole story. And people always forget that whether it's about a pandemic, whether it's about someone's life, you don't see the full story on social media. So I get it. I love it. And I also hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I think when any type of technology is built, there, no matter what the intention is, there are also unintended consequences of it. And what I, I don't like is how it's turned into like this social approval kind of tool. And I feel like if you aren't intentional about using it the way that you need to, you can get sucked into like a lot of bad places. Um, and I've been there. And so I've been thinking about, cause I see all, like all of the value points that you just mentioned. I'm like, yes, like a lot of the stuff that I do requires that um, I connect with community and I connect with people. And so social media offers that in ways that other mediums don't. Um, But at the same time, I think kind of what's working for me right now is like using those social platforms. Like if I'm saying it's helping with a profession that I'm using it as a professional and that I'm not getting sucked into the algorithm and all that kind of stuff. Um, what helps with generating like creative ideas? I've started learning about deep work, um, Mm. and really like carving out time to just think honestly, where I don't have, um, all of these like noises and like chaos around me where I'm able to just like sit down in my room or whatever place that I carve for thinking time and just like let my mind wander, embrace boredom. Like that's one of the pillars of deep work is to embrace boredom and not immediately, like at this point we've, the way that he describes it. So Cal was talking about this, Cal Newport, and he was talking about how we've basically connected Um, like boredom to stimulation. So anytime that you have a free avenue, like let's say you're waiting in line at a grocery store Mm -hmm. and you're just standing in line and you're bored because you're just waiting for the, you know, the individual to call you to, for your turn. And oftentimes people will pull out their phone and just like look at apps, even if they're not doing anything on it, they'll just pull out their phone Mm -hmm. instead of just letting their mind wander. Or if you're at a restaurant, another example he shares is if you're at a restaurant you're with a friend and they go to the washroom and you're sitting in the booth by yourself, you'll pull out your phone or you're like immediately go to it to distract yourself. Um, and he said, these are great moments. It's not about being bored all of the time, but in these moments, it's about really disconnecting that, um, that knowing that we've developed in our brain of every time we have this moment of of being in isolation or letting our brains wander or just being bored that we immediately go to stimuli. And so um, for me, it was, it's what I'm trying to do right now is um, create moments where I can concentrate for extended periods of time and not immediately go to, because it takes a lot, like there's something called attention residue And if you're constantly switching from different tasks, then you're not able to reach that flow state as often as you think, right? Like if you're producing at this level and then you're like, hey, I need to go check my email. 
and then you come back, you're producing at this level and it takes a long time for you to get back to that optimal state. And I think that it was also hindering my ability to come up with new ideas and be creative and do things differently. And so I think it's a, a lot to juggle when you have different like moving parts and different things that you want to work on and contribute to. But maybe two things that have helped me are all of these things that I'm doing are not disjointed. They mm. all they all support each other um, and they all make the other thing stronger. And when I'm like working on the podcast, I'm developing skills that are also making me a better consultant, you know? And so all of these, in my head, at least, these are all things that are working within each other. Um, and yeah, I forgot the second thing that I was going to say, but that was the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel a bit called out, honestly, by that by that oh i'm bad at the multi-task like even before this like i just put out my other episode and i'm also on my phone and even at work i'm like doing like a bunch of different tasks at once once. i almost never get that flow state um whereas i might think i am so i'm glad you called me out indirectly because now i'm like i didn't really call you out because he also talks about shallow work and deep work And shallow work is not to say that it's not important because you need to do all of these things. Like you don't always need to be in this flow state to keep your, your business going. Do you know what I mean? Like answering emails you can do while listening to music, um, posting on social media, you don't necessarily, like that's not deep work. Right. And so I think it's also asking yourself what, like how much time am I using in both, in both buckets Mm -hmm. and also for if I'm trying to come up with new ideas, that is deep work. And you like, don't distract yourself while you're trying to do that. Because you're, I don't know, I think the quality also of your ideas and what you're able to produce um, might be self-sabotaging. And like, I'm really talking to myself right now. I'm not trying to call you out talking to myself. (laughs) Um, But I think, you know, we need both. We need both. Mm. And think, um, with deep work, it's just about sustained concentration. So mm-hmm. one thing that is helping me is literally, if you're going to use your phone for one thing, would be to put a timer on and say for the next 30 minutes, I'm going to work on my podcast strategy. And then if I check my phone or self-interrupt, then I got to start the timer over again at 30 minutes. Mm. And so it's like building this and then you can increase it as time goes on, right? Um, yeah, it's powerful. Very interesting stuff. I could probably talk to you for the next six hours, uh, but I don't want to keep you forever. Um, you, you, I don't say this lightly. You're one of my favorite people I've started following and you're just truly remarkable. And I love all the stuff you're, Mm. you're doing. Um, and I just think it's so great. So I'm really happy you, we could get this to work and, and you to come on. Where do people find you? Where do they find the podcast and to listen and to to connect with all the awesome stuff you're doing? Yeah, so you can find me. I have a website where I have all of the podcast episodes and things that I'm working on at naomihiley.com, N-A-O-M-I-H-A-I-L-E.com. 
And I'm sure you'll share different platforms. So I'm on social media, um, on Instagram and Twitter mainly. Um, and then the podcast itself is called The Power of Why. So I'll send you all the links and yeah, happy to connect with, with individuals on those platforms. Amazing. Well, like I said, there's even had a bunch of stuff that we didn't even get to uh, and we still went over an hour. So uh, truly amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, and I look forward to following your adventures all, along the way. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for having me. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole.